0: Hello, and welcome to Clamp, the creating, living, and making podcast. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and joining me this week is Adam Mackey. Hi. And Morley Kurt. Yo. How's everyone doing this week? Uh, how about you, Adam? What are you up to?
1: Uh, I haven't really done much this week, to be honest. I, um... I finally got all my drawers. I think I got all the drawers done last week, but um, all the drawer fronts put in on my workbench. Put on the drawers on my workbench, which is uh, which is good. Got a couple other things fixed, finished up with that, and then I was hoping to get the drawer pulls done this week, but I don't think I'll be able to. And then I work day shift for the next two weeks, so I guess I won't be doing it for two weeks. Yay! Yeah. No. Hmm.
2: no night work. No night woodworking. Yeah. Mm, maybe. I'll
1: have to see. Yeah.
0: It's definitely hard if, you, if you're if you like, can't make noise.
1: Yeah. Well, I think maybe on like, if it was a Friday night or a Saturday night, I could probably do it, but I don't know. I'll see how it'll go. Hmm.
0: Well, that sounds like fun. I saw the drawer fronts. You're painting them, right? Yes. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even though my wife doesn't want me to.
0: I don't normally say paint wood, but there's exceptions. I
1: I want it to have like that clean, like I I want to repaint everything in the workshop to match and like give it that sort of like clean laboratory feel as opposed to like a dirty shop. Yeah. I just like not not just because like I think it's more inviting, but then I think it
2: looks better on camera as well. For sure. It's funny that you say that because uh, a – shop project that I'm thinking of doing is literally the opposite of what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think you
0: need to have whatever gives you inspiration needs to be the thing. And if a clean slate gives you inspiration, that's great. But if you like follow, make something, you know, he went that full on clean slate and now he's like going the opposite because he found it stopped giving him inspiration. So, but it's okay to change. Like it's okay to change. There's always new beginnings. But, uh, so uh, this week (laughs) I've been working on, uh, I've assembled and I'm now sitting at my new stand slash sit desk. And what I've done for tonight is, uh, I just put, I, I disassembled my workbench, uh, my, my little like, uh, workbench from the office or not the office the uh furnace room i took the plywood off that and i just put it over here on this sit stand desk thing um i can do
2: are you you're against a different wall of your office now right yeah i was about to say the same
1: thing so you're you're to the left of where you were before oh wow that's Ooh. weird that's actually like, looks really cool on camera yeah. yeah. So it looked like uh, you were going down, not the desk was going up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah, I, I am in a different spot because I still have my old desk there. Uh I this is where I wanna th- I think I wanna put the desk, but I'm gonna see. Um just because there's there's just like a weird the way the office has some like plumbing that's uh drywalled into it. I uh I just there's some weird like jut outs in the wall. So I'm going to just use the desk into that jut out because otherwise it's wasted space.
1: If anyone wants to see Grant's high beams that are on, you can go to the YouTube channel and watch. Yeah. Um you, you said they're dimmable, right? Because uh, they're pretty bright on camera.
0: Yeah, I'm almost fully dimmed. No, it looks good.
2: Looks good.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, you 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 have a headlight out? Yeah, I know, I do. Okay, it's like <laughs> makes it more realistic.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I originally actually was going to put on so you could do high beams and low beams, but then I ran out of time, and mm-hmm. now that it's up, it's probably going to stay that way, much like this desk is likely, although it is the it is the make something work for tonight, it's probably going to be like that for a while, because, <laughs>
1: you know. That's, as, um, yeah. as the back, actually, while, while we're at that.
0: Um, it's better today. Uh, it's the, probably the first day that it's been decent the whole time, but you'll probably, for anyone watching, you're going to see me, uh, move around different positions from sitting, um, and standing. I have a, a, like a bar stool, um, that's a slight, just a little bit of a sit, not a full sit. So I'll nice. be going to that, but otherwise it's, it's getting better. Definitely going to physio is helping. Uh, going to be doing some yoga poses that are apparently supposed to help. And, nice. uh, other than that, it's, um, just getting better. Thanks for asking. Good. Yeah. Morley, what are you up to?
2: Well, as our patrons may know, um, it's been, there's been a lot of changes this week. Um, so over the past, you know, over the past while, um, let me back up. About a year ago, um, shortly after I left my I engineering a job, go. <laughs> when that, oh my god we make that reference like once every other episode. Um, I'm never <laughs> we need to start. Bobby Schmeren needs to pay us. Um, <laughs> when the engineering job wasn't feeling right, and I left, and I was kind of kind of figuring out what I wanted to do next. Um, one of the things I thought about off the bat was teaching. Um, I actually talked to Ken from Nerdle. O- who is a great maker? i will link him in the show notes. He does some great wood turning and he is a teacher in the Greater Toronto area and talk to him about it. And it was it sounded really cool. It sounded like it would fit my personality a lot. But I think at that time I wasn't quite ready to uh dive down that path yet. And when I was looking for engineering work these past couple of months, um It wasn't really feeling right. And I kind of came back to that idea. I talked to Eden about it a lot. And very quickly, I realized, wow, this could be the perfect career path for me. So I started looking around. Um, Long story short, I got a job at a summer STEM camp um, that also has a makerspace. So STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. Um, They have a makerspace with woodworking stuff, and CNCs, and laser cutters, and electronics. Um, They do after-school programs. So it seemed like a great um, way to get some experience working with kids and keep doing some makery stuff. It sounded like the perfect gig, uh, to to be honest. And I actually started two days ago. So today was my second day. Yesterday was supposed to be a full day of work, but about two minutes after leaving my apartment... I was pulling out of an intersection, climbing a hill in my little Hyundai accent. And all of a sudden it, sound like, it sounded like a dirt bike had pulled up alongside of me. I was like, oh, what is that? And then I realized that it was my car that was making that sound. And then I heard a clattering and I was like, oh no. So I pulled over. Um, it was not the best spot to pull over, but it was like safe enough. Um, and I got out and a woman across the street yells to me. And she was like, your muffler is hanging off the back of your car. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh no. And I, I go around the back. I didn't see anything. So I was like, what is she talking about? And then I look underneath from the side. And at first I thought that my axle had snapped and it was hanging down, but then I, re- I have a front wheel drive car. That doesn't make any sense. And I realized <laughs> yeah. that it was the <laughs> exhaust pipe that had snapped at the catalytic converter. And it was hanging down facing front. Yeah. And actually the catalytic converter was hanging down. So I kind of went through some scenarios in my head and eventually I I strapped the pipe and hanging converter up. I actually strapped it around the levers that you pull to adjust the, the seats because that was like the point of purchase that I could find. Um, and I drove very slowly to a nearby mechanic the whole time in my head going through like, you know, all the scenarios like, well, good time as any to get a new car. Uh, I've been wanting a Toyota Tacoma for a while. Maybe this is the time. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, if if it was so rusted down there that this what just snaps from going over a bump, like, how bad is the rest of it down there? And I was going through the the point in my head when I had gone to a Jiffy Lube, and they were like, "You should get an undercoating." I'm like, "Ah, undercoatings are are a scam." Um, and I was like, "Maybe they were right." Anyways, um, brought it to the mechanic nail biter of a drive every once in a while I'd hear a little scrape and it was like driving a, a hot rod the whole way the whole three minute drive again yeah, very I've, happy that I've this been happened. there <laughs> um, I did the same has the same thing happened to you
0: yeah totally uh multiple times and uh we fixed them with because uh, in like high school you'd do it you'd fix it with like a a juice can like a tin can straight pot and you just you just like put the two together with like uh, hose clamps in a, in a tin can and, and you'd, you'd, you know, you'd say, I'll get it fixed later and yeah. your car's worth about the same as a new exhaust. So right you well, just keep I mean, driving it.
2: <laughs> it, uh, I don't know if that would have worked here because it snapped like right at the connection. Right. So there would be right. nothing to connect it to.
0: Totally. And and that's oh, one of the weak points when you have a catalytic converter because it's so hot. That's why it's uh, rusting okay. there.
1: Interesting. On the corner of your streets, do you have like a pole with the street sign on it? Like yeah. a metal pole? Yeah. yeah. So my mate's exhaust fell off and he replaced it with one of those poles. <laughs> oh, wow. Not wild. only was it just like a complete straight pipe, like literally, it was so heavy. Like those poles are not light.
2: Yeah. yeah, That's hilarious. That's yeah. Um, But, you know, it ended up being like a pretty simple repair and the rest of the under... Side of the car was in fine shape, so it was like a few hundred dollars labor and parts, and um, a few hours later, I actually was able to go to work that day. So it ended up being a pretty short day. Um,
0: but How do they like that though?
2: I mean, it's like, For, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, but
0: it's like, it's just so funny to start your first day. I know, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah.
2: If honestly, if, 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 they had, you know, like that's a good litmus test for like, if this is this a good employer? Like if they had anything bad to say about that, then, you know, this is, but they were like, yeah, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> you have no control over that. That's awesome. uh, But, uh, spent the first, I mean, ended up just being a few hours there the first day, but, um, I spent the first day learning the laser cutter. Cause that is uh, mm. a very central part of their operation right now. Uh, with not being able to offer in-person classes, they're doing all these kits that they're sending out to schools so they do a lot of laser cut, uh, cardboard and plywood. So they have an epilogue mini. It's a great laser cutter. It's like it's a pretty good workhorse. Um, so I made some, I posted it to my story yesterday, but some like tessellating MC Escher tiles is like a little practice project. God, and those are so cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah, was, 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 it was, it so was, cool. I found like a, a, JPEG online. So it was a little practice doing vector graphics um, and then also kind of like figuring out the different power settings to get good raster engravings. Um, and then today was learning, they have two CNCs they have They're both, uh, by carbide, was it carbide create or carbide 3d. So they have the, the nomad, which is the little enclosed desktop one. And then they have a Shepoco, which is the four by four. Um, so I spent today playing around with, uh, the nomad which is cool because it's all enclosed and like it's pretty quiet it just has like you know a really small like bed but it's it's really cool for uh for little stuff Mm -hmm. i never really i'd always thought that those were kind of like gimmicky but i could really see how like they would be really fantastic for doing small cnc work um
0: yeah like signs and small signs and stuff and
2: yeah. Or like even today, I mean, I was cutting some plastic to make a silicone mold. So like it was basically making a mold positive. Nice. Um, but I mean like that, it's about the same work surface as like a 3D printer. I mean, in that you can make pretty good size stuff. I was also mm. playing with uh one of the DJI gimbals today. I don't know if you guys have ever used those, but they're so cool. Not I've DJI, never I've looked. A gimbal.
0: I've looked at them. I want one, but
2: you should get one. Like I, the one I was using, it was the DJI, I think, Ohm 4. And it's one of the ones you clamp your phone into and you like Bluetooth mm-hmm. connect your phone. And yeah, like it's a gimbal, right? Like you can steady your motion, but it can also follow things. Yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't know this. Adam, I, I, I don't, I don't, you must get a kick out of it. And you can also <laughs> set it to do like a hyperlapse you can set it to go in a specific motion while it's taking a time lapse. So like so much creative cinematography you can do with one of these things. Um, I, I always thought, I wonder what it'd be like if you actually set it up to follow you and
1: recorded like walking around the shop, talking about stuff. Yeah. Like it, you, it, you could use it as a camera person.
2: Yeah. Exactly. We, we were playing around with that today.
1: You could, but yeah, mine, mine's the same. It, it, um, it holds you, your phone. So, I don't really use it that much anymore because I
2: use the DC, DSLR. But yeah. I want to get one for my camera one day. So cool. And mm. I think the, the only downside to that is, at least the one we have, it doesn't fully rotate 360. So, like, you couldn't walk, keep walking yeah. all the way around. So, you have one yeah, like put it on the corner. But I, some of the higher it, ones might be able to.
1: It pretty much turns around, but you won't keep going around.
2: Yeah. Uh, it probably does,
1: like, I don't know, a range of like 300.
2: Okay, yeah, I didn't fully test it, but it's it's so cool. Um, yeah, so do working on that, working on some uh, assembling kits, and I'm going to shadow a bit of lesson planning tomorrow. So lots of new stuff, uh, lots of new crafts, and just new, new, newness. That's my life right now.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that you didn't get a new car, because then it would be really a whole bunch of new beginnings.
2: I was kind of like – I was like, kind of looking forward to maybe getting a new car, but I was like, nah, I'm no, I'm not. If this one still working, I'm not going to buy a new car. You don't see someone for a while, and they're like, oh, you got a new car. Yeah, my exhaust fell off the old one. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, I didn't know, right? It's like, this is my first experience with this problem. I didn't know how serious it was. Well,
0: it can be yeah. serious, but oh, it yeah, can cool. also, it all depends on. And like, luckily, you stopped. So like, I've totally had it come off and on the race car, it's come off and. <laughs> We just kept driving because you're in a race. Um, and it, until they tell us to come in, we're going to keep driving. And it mm. was like ground down to almost nothing. Like, yeah. And we fixed that one with uh, Stella beer cans and went back <laughs> out awesome. for the next race. So, <laughs> yeah. Are you? Yeah. Well, I think talking about new beginnings is always an interesting thing and why I wanted to talk about that this week is because a lot of times people like to think about the new year as the only time you can talk about new beginnings. The only time you Mm -hmm. can try and like set something up as a new time to think, but you know, with my back, uh, like hurting my back, I've been thinking a lot about trying to get a little bit better in shape. So that's kind of a new beginning, uh, for me because basically what I was told is, uh, you know, your back has been compensating for the fact that all your other <laughs> muscles are completely atrophied from probably sitting uh, and not doing any exercise at all for the last year. Um, your back has been, you, you know, you just did one thing the back, said, you know what, I'm done here. Uh, you know, no, thank you. So that kind of thing. And uh, so maybe I can have a little new beginning, get a little bit better in shape. But I also think about it, you know, every you can you can have a new beginning for anything, right? And it's all about how you approach your your life um, and how you think about things. And so that's why I wanted to talk about and see what you guys' thoughts were.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, one of uh, the kind of cool things about growing up Jewish is our new year is in September. So it always felt like, you know, we had like two kind of spots in the year where you could try to, you know, these like cultural constructions where it's accepted uh-huh. to like kind of start things off. Because yeah, I mean, it is just a holiday at the end of the day. But when everyone is saying to you, happy new year, like it does make you think about like, what am I going to do this year? And it, as a kid, it was always really nice because it co, um, it aligned with the new school year. So I've always felt uh-huh. as well that like, the fall is a new beginning. And in, in many ways, like the spring is a new beginning living in a cold climate. Cause like you're coming out of oh, yeah. um, hibernation. But I mean, those are all, you know, external excuses to, to try new things. And it's funny, like, I think whenever you have some sort of like, um, you know, Titanic shift in your life or a new job or whatever else, it's like, you know, you spend all this time trying to like looking through applications and like looking through new stuff and planning, and then all of a sudden it's there, and you just have to like start mm-hmm. adapting, uh, and you just have to kind of be ready for this whole new pattern of life.
0: It's it's funny because in saying that, it's one of those things that I, I'm always afraid of the new thing, and yet every time I've ever been faced with new job, new whatever, new challenges. I've never had a time, like I've had times where I struggled for sure, but I always am able to overcome. I'm able to, you know, deal with whatever comes at me. So I always like, when I reflect back on it with like trying to see what happened, I can come up with it and say, you know, I was able to, that new beginning was a good thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But up until it, like, you know, unless you're in a really bad situation where you hate your job, you're often not looking for a new job. So it has to be like the perfect thing. Right. Right. Mm. So it's you're, you're, and then even then you'll turn down opportunities because you're like, oh, I'm, um, you know, the grass. I do think the grass is pretty green here. Never mind. I don't want that opportunity. Right. Because you're afraid of the challenge. But I think new beginnings and like uh, accepting them and kind of embracing them, I think is a good, is a good uh, quality to have or at least to reflect on and, and potentially take them.
2: Yeah. You know, I think like it would have been difficult for me to find an opportunity that was like much more perfect than this one. I was like, this pretty much hits all of my boxes. Like it, it's a bit of a drive. I'm going to have less time to like make videos and like my productivity in that sense, like will decrease. Like there are only so many hours in the day. Um mm-hmm. But you know, everything you do in life has trade-offs. And I was like, this is pretty good. And one of the really cool things about like starting a new thing like this is that you get to like play in that beginner mode for a while, which is which is so nice. Because like if ever you've been you're an old salty dog at whatever job or whatever craft, it's like you're not able to kind of like be innocent in a ways that can be very, very good. It's like, I was thinking about this today. Like, I don't know my colleagues yet. I've worked with them for all of a day. And one of the really nice things about that is like, you don't have to try to like play politics or anything because like, you're just meeting everyone for the first time. So it feels very easy to be genuine with everyone. I'm meeting for the first time and I can like really be my full self. Whereas like, as soon as you know people for longer, there's all this kind of like associated baggage uh, and maybe there shouldn't be, maybe like, that's a goal I should have in my life is to like treat everyone, you know, like it's my first time meeting them. Not that like, just repeat everything <laughs> about myself, but in the fact of just like, just try to be like my genuine self with everyone, but just to be hey, able to like, person. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to be able to be like, um, you know, cause like if you're meeting someone the first time you want to make a good impression and, uh, like you're genuinely curious about everything they have to say and you're not all jaded by spending hours of drudgery together yet so that's one thing that's really nice
1: i know he's trying god that motor is loud i know greg was just trying to hide the fact that it happened but some beeping just happened greg gets up walks away comes back and opens a beer like his alarm went off for his next beer <laughs> <laughs> oh i didn't even notice that <laughs> or,
2: like, make the connection rather i saw him run away
1: yeah. Um, no, but I wanted to say, so you were saying you'll have less time like for making and stuff, but I know you said that you can use the tools in your spare time. Is there, and like, it's like day two, but is there any rules against you filming your own stuff with those tools?
2: Um, I just want to be like mindful and careful, like, especially yeah, since yeah, there's course. going to be, I, eventually there will be kids there as well. Um, so like, I mean, we start staff training in about two months for the summer. So like when that happens, I guess we'll see, but, um, I probably will be able to, I mean, I, yeah, we'll see. We'll just see how it shakes out. I mean,
1: something, (laughs) something where like, say you want to use the laser, you could probably, you would really only need to film that machine working for like a, like 30 seconds and you have the clip you need. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And then so everything else you could do at home or whatever.
0: Please don't show an hour long clip of the laser or the CNC (laughs) or whatever. I'm just watch some people's (laughs) videos and I go like, and it's just like, like nothing. And I just go, why are you showing me this? Where's the action?
1: I think that's what's stressing you out about my next videos. The video I'm editing at the moment is like, there's so many long parts that I have in there, but it's me talking, but I feel like it's things like I'm actually trying to explain what I'm doing and not just be like, Hey, watch me do it. I'm trying to like teach people things as well, which is mm. new to me as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Time for some floating heads. <laughs> yeah,
2: some Adam floating Could around you. the screen. Yeah. No, but I mean, that'll be cool. Adam for, in terms of this kind of new technique for the video, because like right now it may seem to you just to be like, you're trying this new thing. But it might open up a whole new, you know, way that you make videos in the future.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure.
2: And that's one of the really exciting things about like possible new beginnings is like you don't know all the trickle down effects it's going to have down the line.
1: Mm. Well, it's it's funny, like because I was editing this morning and I thought, like, I just feel like these parts are just too long. And then I kept thinking about it, and then the more I thought about it, I kept thinking back to what I was saying before about how if we don't take the risk of just putting it out there, like you, you know, like how many videos do you watch or like you watch a video and, and think like who would have ever thought to put that in the video? Like whoever random person put something in a video, they took the opportunity and the chance to do that. But me, I'd be like, Oh no, don't put that in. That's stupid. Like no one wants to see that, but mm-hmm. it's what makes the video funny or, or you know what I mean? Definitely. Right. It's, and it's, it's I, the I, same
2: with, Sorry, I was going to say real quick. I think about that. we should try, really try raising our hands like we say we do. Um, <laughs> I try to think about that a lot when I'm filming and, and really try to be open-minded about what I am filming and try to always look out for those little, you know, like B-roll moments that I can get and add, try to add those things to videos. Because by the time you're editing, it's too late until you want, unless you want to go back and act everything out. Hmm. And so, like, you know, trying to think like a photographer – and looking out for like little scenes. Um, I actually did that a couple of days ago on this video I'm working out right now. Like I think I got one of my favorite shots I've like ever gotten so far. And it was just cause I was like, let me see what happens if I move the camera over here. Hmm.
0: totally. And I think, so I was listening to it because we make earlier today and uh, they were, there was an artist on there and she was talking about how when she makes her videos, she actually goes back and actually acts out some scenes to do the B-roll. And I just thought that was very interesting. So she was saying that uh, like, she wants like, oh, I want some brush cleaning B-roll. So she'll go like clean a brush and like pretend (laughs) it was part of the thing. So I just went, that's like a really good tip for like adding B-roll to something is you can go back and do like, I'm going to strop my knife for a, you know, it doesn't have really? to be the knife that you were actually stropping that day. Uh, as long as this is the knife you're using. Do you want, you want yeah, to hear so a little, uh, like
2: that's cool, but you, but you can't go little... back and
1: like cut pieces of wood.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a really good point. And a little inside baseball for the, uh, cat nook video. I went and measured the fireplace on camera after, right before I went to install it. And that's kind yeah. of my, uh, Workflow. If ever I need to like measure something right before doing something else, I'll usually just like fake measure it just for the camera because I don't want to have like all these minutes of like measuring, think for a while, look at my notebook, go back, and it's just like, but you know, actually, it's funny, like, and I do that with like a few different steps, like, I'll try to do it more for camera. And then I'll turn off the camera and I'll do it more efficiently. But I've actually noticed that some of the times when I just film myself doing it, actually, it looks better than if I'm like trying to do it for camera. So That's something I'm kind of reconsidering.
0: Interesting. I wonder why that is.
1: You know, you should just film absolutely everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just set up a security camera. Don't
1: do do that. That's horrible advice. Yeah, For those that are actually wanting to start out making videos, that is horrible advice. Do not do it. Right. If
0: you're looking at a new beginning in a YouTube career, then don't do security camera footage from one point of view and just speed up everything. And I'll just put this out here because it's one of my biggest frustrations. You can cut when you fumble something. You can cut that out. Just completely cut it out totally like you're like chopping on like you're using the chop saw and then you're like you went to turn the board over and you dropped it and then you pick it up and then you turn it over you can cut all of that out like nobody needs to see that unless you're like making a point of it but
1: yeah well for instance like the so i'm I'm currently in the middle of editing the draw video because that's like where I'm up to and to put the drawers on, I pulled them out a little bit and put a couple of dabs of hot glue to hold the face plate, the face on. And then I could pull the drawer out and put some screws in from behind because I didn't want to damage the front. Okay. And when I put the first one on, I didn't wait long enough. And I went to put the next drawer front on top of that and knocked the first one off. Cause the glue hadn't dried. I'm not going to put that in the video. It's on camera, no. yeah.
2: but I'm going to cut that out. That fumble so- doesn't
1: need to be there. And so there's a difference
2: between – oh, my God. So I'm so sorry. Grant. I just keep interrupting you. So you go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, no, your, your turn. Go for it.
2: There's a, there's a difference between showing a mistake that people can learn from and showing something stupid that you did that is Definitely. just useless to yes. put in the video. Yep.
0: Right. And like you can play it up like I've had times where I've included that when the music made sense. Like a, a stop in the – like a drop in the beat – and that's when you drop the board. That makes sense, right? Yeah. But it's it's all about like you got to play it up.
1: That that's creative editing. That's not part of the story. Um, but then, so another part is that a couple of the like the top draw has not fit properly, so I had to plane down the edge, and I've been mm-hmm. trying to decide whether to actually add that in and be, and explain the draw. It was too big, so I got a plane air out and planned it, or just not putting the video at all.
0: Yeah, it's a, that's a hard one. Yeah. Because there's, there's a chance of learning, but at the same time, it might be like extra info that doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I have that same struggle all the time.
1: Um, back to our topic a little bit. So I have a tattoo on my arm. I put a picture in the um, show notes that we have. It was shot on an iPhone 1 or 2 whatever that phone is in my hand. Um, So I don't know how well you can read it. But so I have a title on my arm. It says, sink, suffer, self-destruct, rise, stronger, reconstruct. So um, it's lyrics from a song by Lamb of God, but it is like very meaningful to me in a sense that when I was younger, I lost my job at Domino's. But to me, like, that was a big thing to lose. I went into a bit of depression, couldn't get a job for, like, a year. Eventually got to a point where I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to, like, drop everything and just, like, start rebuilding, like, my life from here. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just think, like, that's it. Like, my tattoo to me means pretty much new beginnings. And, yeah. That's a
0: really great, like, story to tell. Um, What? How did you... What, what were the steps you kind of took to have this new beginning? Like, what did you do?
1: So I got into a point where I literally just sat on the lounge and played Call of Duty for like eight hours a day. So I got rid of the game, like sold the game, and um, like stopped playing my Xbox and just like got off my butt and just like got out there and tried to get my life back together. Every, originally... Um, I had like all these plans of like things I wanted to do, but I was too lazy to like put them in place. And then we have, um, in Australia, what's called Centrelink, which is like, I don't know what people with no jobs go get money from, but then they also help you find jobs. Yeah. Unemployment, but they help you like find jobs and stuff as well. And then Mm -hmm. they got me into and paid for me to do the course to do security work. And then I got that job. And then that's what actually got me into the job that I'm in now because I worked security for the trains and then talked to some people Mm. there and they said, you should apply for this, which I originally applied for cleaner. And then I got the job. I, I I did the last interview and then they decided to privatize the company. So then I didn't get the job. (laughs) And then it took me two more years to get the job that I have now. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, my wife was with me at the time. Like she was my girlfriend at the time of like the call of duty stage, but I sort of understood where the problem was and what needed to change. And then just like put my mind on getting rid of that.
0: Hmm.
2: So. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, I think that's something that, you know, scares some people about like making a big change or new beginnings is that like a lot of times or almost all of the time it does involve sacrifices and like getting rid of some things, you know, it's, yeah. And I think maybe Grant, like maybe one of the re- reasons you're sort of like reluctant sometimes to like do a new thing. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that's kind of what you were saying is you have these lived experiences of doing something. And it's not just like you're trying a something new. It's that like, now it is a part of your life and like you have to like commit certain amount of like time and energy to that. And you'll have to like forego other things. So like, I mean, it's one of the nice things about being a kid is that like you're very willing to try all these different things because you know like totally you do a sport for three months and then you have summer vacation then you do another sport for three months then you try another club and it feels like you know kids are encouraged to try a lot of different things but then when once you become an adult it's uh, I don't know maybe uh, I I'm a, I'm a little new at this whole adult thing. So I don't know if I can speak <laughs> to it <laughs> well, fully. I, so But you know, it's I've been as I've been getting older, I've been thinking a lot back to my childhood and these experiences that seemed very minor at the time. Now looking back, I'm like, wow, those are like experiences that I'll never get back. It's like this trip that I took and I'm like, I really like took advantage of that trip. I should have like appreciated it more at the time. Because when you get older, like you don't have as much time to do all these things. And you kind of, and yet
0: your parents took you on this trip,
2: but it still had a great, you know, like I, I loved it. It was a great experience. But I'm like, oh, but if I went now, I would appreciate it way more. (laughs) And that's just the curse of youth. Totally.
0: Yeah. It's. uh, I I definitely think about like when you said like trying new things, and it's definitely like I was encouraged a lot when I was a kid to try new things, and I was very picky very stubborn kid can you i don't know if anyone can believe that but uh, um
1: i'm not now
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i uh like things that i enjoy now i wouldn't do at all when i was a kid like we went to like i went to like a sleepaway camp where yeah, so out in the woods and having all that fun stuff that I think I would enjoy now, like learning how to make a fire and canoeing and camping and stuff like that. And I just hated every minute of it because all I wanted to do was to to be in the comfort space of my house, mm-hmm. right? It's not like like you know, I was a kid, right? So it's not like I had any job or 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 anything like that. Like I was like twelve years old or something, and I was just like, no, I don't want to do anything but like be at home. And obviously mm-hmm. my parents sent us away because they'd like to have a little alone time. But, uh, the, the thing I think about that is, is that how easy it is for you to not give yourself the opportunity to try something new.
2: Yeah. It's a very easy decision to make. Cause it, it also feels like you're saving yourself like heartbreak or a sunk cost. You're like, Oh, I'm just totally, you know, I'm, I'm, being smart with my time. Well,
0: and so when I think about that, I think about how when you become an adult, they often go like, they often try and force you to turn everything into a job. How are you going to yeah. make money at your hobby? How are you going to like, Oh, you shouldn't play piano anymore. You're not good enough to make money at it. Right. Or you shouldn't do X, Y, or Z because like you, you should do it if you enjoy it, just in, in, if you're enjoying something, And you're comfortable, obviously, like, you know, if you can play piano and you're not going to make any money and that's the only thing you want to do all day long, or you want to play Call of Duty all day long, (laughs) but you're not making any money. If you're not a Twitch gamer, don't do that. But if you are, like, go for
1: it. Yeah, imagine and if you'd done that. <laughs> I played that game for eight, like at least eight hours of day for three, like three hundred sixty-five days. I played it for an entire year, every day for eight hours. I right. got really good at it, and I really wish that I started a channel, but I, it wasn't a thing back then. I'm talking like what, yeah, fifteen years ago. I don't even think YouTube was around then, or if it was, everyone was uploading stuff filmed on their phone. Filming the TV yeah. with their phone.
0: Totally. Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing though, eh? Because yeah, I remember crazy. playing Counter Strike Source back when Counter Strike Source was a thing, and I got really good at that. Mm. Um and if I could have been a you know a Twitch Twitch gamer then, I think I could have. Like I've got yeah. screenshots where I I had some pretty impressive things.
1: But. on my personal YouTube, I have a couple of clips from, um, call of duty. Nice. But,
2: but it's funny, Adam, I You're feel sure. like in your streak of working out for like, what is it like over a year now and like tracking it almost two you've kind well, of, that has become your like call of duty, you know, that yeah. like you, you, you track, you know, metrics Yeah, and it actually and has I'm, like positive effects on your life.
1: Yeah, and I'm definitely getting. I'm getting better at it, and I'm getting better at sharing it as well, which I think is a is a really big thing for me. I I've always like I don't know since I was in year four, like since I was like ten years old, I've always had massive anxiety of, and I, even to this day, like I always constantly think of like what people think of me, and and all that sort of stuff. So like trying to share all this stuff is like very nerve wracking for me, but Great. I think it's helping me in keeping me liable, but then also knowing that I can be helping other people, I think is giving me that sort of push to keep going. Totally. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those things that like the, the anxiety of trying, of doing something new, even if it's good for you is one of those things that I always think about.
1: Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. So, I remember I can still to this day remember the first time I went, I stepped foot in the gym that I go to now. I mean, I, I went to the gym years ago and then like first kid came along and I stopped going and, and all that. But like, I would go there walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes and walk out. I didn't know what I was doing, but the, the gym I went, I go to now, like I can still remember the first day and when a new person comes in, like I just know how they must be feeling. And like, I'm always that first person to go up and be like, Hey, like, you know, if you need any pointers, like, and all, like I'm, trying to give them that push because I know how important it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, they must have made, entire- had a good first interaction with you. Can I mean, did I would, I would imagine that like they had a, you know, like treated you with respect and like made you feel welcome based on like. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And I, that's one of the biggest things I like about the gym I go to is like, it's a family. Like you you go, you see the same people, everyone knows each other. Like, so I remember, I was just talking to my wife about this like on the way home today that so I signed up cause my mate told me to, like he said, you should sign up. There's a competition going, a challenge about to start. You can win 10 grand, like just come do it with us and, and blah, blah, blah. And then I remember the first day he said, Oh, we're not going to make it tonight. And the anxiety I've got of like having to go there without my friend and then, like, right. I've been going so much now, like, without him. He messaged me the other day and said, look, I'm probably going to quit because, like, he wants to focus on BJJ and then, like, he can use the gym at work and
2: mm-hmm. just,
1: like, save some money because, like, it's expensive. And I don't have that anxiety anymore because, like, I know I can do it on my own. Right. Which-
0: the, the new beginning was a good thing and now you realize looking back at it, it shouldn't have been that scary.
1: Exactly. 100%. But it
0: is.
1: (laughs) The funny thing is I didn't learn my lesson because like he messaged me and said, Oh, I'm not going to BJJ tonight. So then I'm like, all right, well I'm not going if you're not going. (laughs) But it's, it's, it's getting past that barrier though. Like, yeah, I have the anxiety, but once I learn, like once I become comfortable with the people that are there, I'll happily go without him. It's just because I need that like brave face or not that brave face that like, known face to be there with me.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the human race as a whole right now is sort of entering a new beginning right now as we're like easing our way into the post COVID world, you know, in the next year or so. And I know it's changed everyone's life. I mean, it's definitely made me kind of like reevaluate a lot of things. I don't know if I would have even fully allowed myself to come to teaching if it wasn't for COVID, because I've been thinking so much as to like, life is short. Like, yes, there are things I enjoy doing. And I think I will definitely enjoy a lot of parts of teaching. But I'm also thinking about like, well, what is the impact I want to have in my life? Like, what are the things I want to look back and can be like, kind of satisfied that I did? Because, you know, like making and sharing inspiring is great. If I could, you know, uh, hypothetically, if I could make like a a living from that, that would be amazing. Um, but at the same time, you know, like there's a lot of burnout that I feel sometimes from like social media and it can feel a little like vapid at times. And I'm like, do I really want to put all of my eggs in this basket that I don't like mm. fully understand or I totally identify with? Like it's, it's a little weird. Like I like a lot of parts of it, but like some of it I don't. Um, and I mean, even like, I mean, I really think (laughs) everything is, you know, not everything, but a lot is going to change in the post-COVID world, like in the world as a whole, but also in like my own life and the things that I, you know, place priority on. I think
0: the world won't change, but some people will. Yeah.
1: I think, um, in, in, going into the teaching and that sort of thing. I think that like, I don't, I don't think that anyone has become like profitable and in like life without risk. If that makes sense. Like, like millionaires and all that sort of stuff. Like you don't get, you're not going to become a millionaire without taking risks. Unless, well, no, even if you win Lotto, because technically you're taking a risk by playing Lotto.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've maybe, like to boil it down a little more, it's like to, to reach kind of like full self actualization, you have to take on some risk because you could be born into like a great situation, but you know, like growing up in Buckingham palace. Yeah. You might have all the money and resources in the world, but uh, you're also sort of like a prisoner of the system and you don't, have much freedom and your life is Definitely. kind of like set out in front of you. So not, not to make oh, it yeah. fo- too much about Prince Harry, but you know, I was going to say, was, we that can that just experience your family for everything. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> But so I was watching, I was, uh, and they make is a new thing that uh, uh, Priscilla and Luke Smith have started doing and they posted something. Um, I think it's today, but they posted there's the three season life And it's choice, chance, and change. You make the choice to take the chance if you want anything in your life to change. Yeah. And I think that's a – I think like when I read that, I thought it was a really good uh, quote. I don't know um, who put it out there, but it's on the – and they make uh, Instagram – So you should go check them out. But I just thought that was really like thing. Like you have to make a choice. Like, like looking at Adam, he made a choice, sell the game, right. Can't play it anymore. If I don't have it, Mm -hmm. that took a chance because you easily could have just been like, you know, anything could have happened from that point. Yeah. But you wanted to make a change and that's, that's what you did. And I think when they say take a chance, I think it's the same as saying risk.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, I think that was a really good discussion. So I think we'll we'll move over oh, into wow. the uh, into the thanking.
1: Oh, you got something more? This is, uh, I can't believe we're fifty minutes in already.
0: Great. Well, we had a couple minutes of pre-show. But-
1: oh yeah, yeah. We did too.
0: So I'll I'll say, you know, if you're interested in the pre-show and the in this one, I think it's only a two-minute pre-show. Usually we go for like a good, you know, 10-minute pre-show. Um, you could join our Patreon and you get access to a uh a pre-show and an after show. And I want to say thank you to all the Patreon supporters. Um, there's lots of them there. There's uh different levels, and you should go check it out at patreon.com. They- patreon.com slash clamp um, you also have if you become a patron you get a keychain uh, made by uh, the wonderful Morley uh, he is uh, showing on the camera a, a letter that's going to be going out I think this one's going out to Australia
2: no it's it's going to the USA well
0: there should be, oh, there yes. should be three
2: yes. those, those, are, those are long gone
0: Oh, he is on the on top of the ball, yeah. so wow. that one's
2: going to yeah. the US of A. Yeah,
1: um, I, I I find it amazing when you put in the Discord that we got a new Patreon, and then like that day, I get a tag on Instagram of Morley making another keychain. The I'm, I'm surprised.
0: I'm yeah. surprised that Morley didn't just like batch a whole bunch out, and then just add the numbers. Yeah. It's not how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That you do whatever works for you. Oh, you actually didn't
1: do that. I thought Craig was no, making no, no, fun.
0: No, it's, each, it's bespoke. They're bespoke. Just in case he, he comes up with a new, more awesome way of making them. Um, yeah. So now I think it's time for clamp mandations. Clamp
2: mandations. I have a great one for everyone this week. Um, Andrew Bird is uh, an amazing artist. Uh, he's he's pretty he's pretty popular. He's you know trained from a very young age in violin. He's a great singer, guitar player. He's been in a few bands and he's done a lot of solo albums. Um, and just a few days ago, he came out with a new album with Jimbo Mathis, who is an old bandmate of his. And the album is called These Thirteen, and it is very very. Good. Um, so very bluesy. A lot of songs that would be you kind of remind you of sitting around a campfire. They're both fantastic singers and guitar players. Um, yeah, just mm. a great blues folk album. I you and I were listening yeah, to that it. Does during, sound good. Yeah, during dinner and every song I was like, "Wow, this is really good." Oh, this one is also really good. Um, he's uh, cool. if if you've ever listened to Sufjan Stevens. He doesn't – he's not a similar style, but they they have some kind of aspects in common. They're both kind of from that Illinois area. Um, yeah, check it out. And all of Andrew Upbird's other stuff yeah. is really, really good. He's an amazing musician.
0: Cool. Well, this week I'm going to recommend everyone check out uh, FFD Restorations because he made something that I think is super cool. So he's kind of had a little commitment to himself to only use – uh, hand or foot powered tools. So he has like a, you know, a sharpening stone that's foot like a treadle powered thing. And so what he did is he got an old uh, foot powered sewing machine and he turned it into a Dremel. So he attached a Dremel to the, to his, like he, he used like some gearing and stuff and made it so that he can use a Dremel using a, a foot powered treadle. I just think it's a really cool build. It is not getting the attention that it deserves. It deserves way more views. And I think everyone should go check it out.
2: Awesome. Does it deserve yeah. 70 million views?
0: More than that, <laughs> I think. I, I think it's really <laughs> like and it's like a it's a it's a break from his style of doing like just these restoration videos without talking or anything. He actually talks to the camera and he explains what he's doing and why he's doing it. I thought it was a really like interesting way to go with his channel. So and and he's been talking about doing this for a while, so I I would like to see him succeed. Sweet. He's a good
1: guy. Yeah. How about you, Adam?
0: As you yawn. Sorry.
1: I was yawning. My recommendation this week is a video by Andrew Zito, who's been on the podcast, and he made some climbing holds for rock climbing out of recycled skateboards. Now, mm-hmm. the, the holds themselves isn't why I recommended the the video. What I, well, I mean, in a way. What I liked was the way that he showed different ways to make different shapes, like on the lathe. Mm-hmm. And to get like the different like concaves and convexes and that that he needed, which I thought was really cool. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I can go use those, they're close enough to me that I can go use them. <laughs> yeah, so maybe yeah. one day I'll go check them out. Probably not because I wouldn't be able to do it, but uh, they, they made a pretty hard little like <laughs> I don't know if you watched <laughs> the one, yeah, I don't know if you watched the uh video where they show the guy climbing it. I'm like. No, not gonna do yeah. it. And then Andrew climbs it and I'm like yeah, dude, you're yeah. still not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah Z- Zito has inspired me to uh get back into skateboarding. I'm gonna do that this spring. he's inspired me to get my lathe fixed. There he, he's just inspiring everyone on Clamp. Yeah. And also my I wanted uh, I, I live very close now to my uh my uncle who uh is like in his fifties uh-huh. and skateboards and started in as this, it was all starting in the 70s um so i'll yep. also be able to skate with him which will be very good motivation but your uncle's tony hawk yeah, yeah. you hear it
1: here first <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah i i've tried to skateboard a couple of times and i just don't have the balance i, I don't know what it is yeah
1: i just i'm that not like I, I, I um
0: sorry
1: we're just talking over each other a lot today I was gonna say like that, that was one of my goals, like was I wanted to lose weight enough where I could skateboard again. And then like I get like these goals in my mind that are like really over the top, like, oh I wanna like be able to do gymnastics or like backflips and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. My only goal I've ever set for myself is I wanna do the like it's like the salmon ladder, but instead it's like pegs in a wall. I wanna just oh, be. That's able oh, to yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I want to do uh, that.
0: There's no way I'll ever be able to do it, but I'd like to do it.
1: I, I couldn't even do an unassisted chin-up better yet that.
0: Yeah, I can't do that either anymore. <laughs> I used to be able to, but... Yeah. Anyways, so people <laughs> reviewing our clamps. Now, I know there's one coming down the pike, but I checked today and I, we hadn't received it yet. It has probably not been approved by iTunes or whatever. So Morley is saved from... Uh, From you know, reading and whatever random, uh, I know what I know what it's going to be, so I I won't say anymore. But if you'd like to submit a review, Morley will read it in the accent of your choice. So as long as it's not too offensive, (laughs) and uh, yeah, we're gonna instead of reviewing in our clamps, we're gonna do a tool tip. I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna do if you're assembling something with Allen keys like Ikea furniture, just about anything these days, and you're, like, tired of, like, spinning it really slowly, uh, you can just cut an Allen key and chuck it up in your drill, and then, boom, you've got a powered Allen key.
1: I mm. just have drill bits that are Allen keys.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, you those. In case you don't have those. I have those too, but not everyone I'll,
1: does. I'll, I know some people don't like to use power tools with flat pack furniture because it tells you not to. Um, but another hint on – another tip on that if you get the long allen keys they are so much better to put in than the little allen key you get in the packet mm-hmm. totally I agree um so my tip for this week is to save your work because uh i did two hours of editing this morning and then i lost it all
2: <laughs> nice. been there been yeah, there so fun.
0: many times
2: and related to Adams, mine is to keep ratchet straps in your car because you'll never know when your exhaust pipe is going to snap and you'll have to make a sling to hold it up.
0: Good, good, good one. Yeah. Back in the day, we used to keep mechanics wire in the car because we would DG. It's just like metal wire. That yeah, it looks like metal wire. But it's, yeah. Cool. So, I don't know. It's called mechanics wire. Hmm. It's good. It's usually used for like hanging uh, like brake calipers while you're doing a brake job. That's yeah. generally where I've used it. Hmm.
1: It looks well, like the the wire they put like chain link fences together
2: with. Yeah. Just before we head out, I, I, I do want to say uh, like on the topic of trying new things and new beginnings, um, telling someone that you're doing something, at least for me, can be a great motivator to actually follow through on it and it can also be pretty scary because I mean I'm talking in this podcast right now in a public forum about like this thing that I I'm pretty sure I want to do but like I I haven't fully you know dove down and know now I'm kind of acting on intuition um so Mm -hmm. it might not all pan out so so it's a little scary but you know it's it feels right enough that I'm I would like to share it with everyone so telling people that you're going to do something I always find is a good way to kind of make you do it a little bit more that actually reminds me, I was listening to an episode of American glutton this
1: morning and they were talking about the same thing. Like talk to people in your life about what you uh, like your goals and what you try to do. And you know, they were saying that if like, if someone's not interested or tells you to go away, they don't want to listen and don't care, then they're not a true friend. So anyone who is a true friend will like listen and they might not have any way to help you, but they're going to care enough to listen and, and let you get it out there.
0: So I'll yeah, say right two it. things to that. Well, the first is if somebody fails or doesn't follow through, don't chastise them too much. Exactly. Because there's nothing worse than when you're you're trying to do something like quit smoking, for example, and then you, you have a cigarette and people just rail on you. And you know what that makes me want to do? Go have more cigarettes to just say, yeah. F you. Uh, the other thing I'll say is, When you're uh, when you're doing something new, tell the people it's your first time or you're new at it, because otherwise people expect like they don't get in their mind. They think this person's probably got the same experience as me, or they at least have some experience, right? But if you're like you know like me, and it's like basically if I were to try and, and join a hockey team today, even though I'm Canadian, it would be like learning how to skate for the first time. I would I would want everyone to think I was not Canadian. I would be like, no, I was born in Africa where they didn't have ice because that's, that's what I would want them to know uh, about my skills as a skater. So it's one of those things that's like tell people you're new and they'll be way more ex- accepting, t- I think.
1: Tell them even if you're not, and then you can just be like, the new guy who's, like, really good at it for the first yeah, time. Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> Under promise. <laughs> Beginner's <laughs> luck. Yeah. <right there.
1: laughs>
0: uh, well, I want to say thank you to TF Turning for the theme song. Uh, he has a YouTube channel that just hit 1,000 subscribers, so you woo-hoo. should go check him out. Um, and he uh, made the, uh, the, the little noises that happen at the start and end of the show um noises i don't know how to speak um so i want to say thank you to everyone and i want to you know if you want to find us you can find us on instagram at uh and twitter and facebook by searching for clamp we also are on youtube and uh yeah thanks everyone for joining us this week
1: bye bye bye
0: Place in the world Done I'm with I'm down